Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, you can help us out by leaving a positive review at the iTunes Store. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Levels of Living, Essays on Everyday Ideals, by Henry Frederick Cope, published in 1908. There is an old mystical saying that the things which are not seen are essential to all success. We are blind if we can see only with our eyes. We only are sensible when we know that there are many things beyond our senses. Practical people consider all the factors to every problem, and things are not less real to them because they might be intangible. The unseen things are imminent to us always. There are many things not yet pigeonholed by our science, nor cataloged by our philosophies. You can dissect a daisy and enumerate its parts, but you never know a daisy until you have seen the unseen things thereof, until you have felt the subtle appeal of its beauty. The danger is that in our hard workaday lives, we shall forget the reality of the unseen. We shall get to thinking that gold, steel, land, and money are the only real things. How easy it is to measure everyone by their possessions of tangible things. How easy to make these our chief end in life, to slight the real prizes the unseen wealth that lies so close at hand, or already possessed, while we rush and strive for the rainbow of riches. Deep within us we know that we alone are rich, when we have wisdom, love, and patience, when we possess friends, create kindly thoughts, and live a life where simple joys abound person is wealthy according to what is within them. Their greatness is of the things that are unseen. Few are the things that you may hold for your own all the days of your life, and fewer still are those you may grasp with pleasure when the hands are falling helpless by your side. But many are the riches you may hold forever in the things of the unseen. You can walk through the fields penniless, and yet be far richer than their owner, because for you the birds sing, for you the flowers bloom, to your eyes there are beauties in the blue beyond all words, and all the loveliness of the fair land lifts your heart within you. The earth and its glories are given to those who have eyes to see. It is the eye to see the unseen that indeed gives wealth to the seen. The values we assign depend on our vision. Appreciation does not prevent possession. It makes the possession actual. And the vision of the realities behind things keeps us from a sense of destitution when all things are taken from us. The inventors who have enriched the world endured derision for seeing things which, at the time, were invisible to others. The truth is that it is the unspiritual world, 
that makes the least progress in material things. The women and men of faith and vision are back of all human advance. They have endurance, patience, and strength. The sense of another world where motives are rightly measured, the sense of a great cloud of possibility invisible to the eyes of others, the sense of reward in service itself, rewards intangible yet most real. These all enable one to push on, to toil, to endure. Then long afterwards, the dull weary world sees and understands. Along every highway runs the refreshing brook where you may drink often if you will, and drinking lift up your head. Its little song we scarcely hear in the rush of our business. Its refreshment we forget even though our throats be parched with the dust of our petty affairs. Yet it is ever there, cool and refreshing, this world of spirits and ideals. In this technological age, it may seem folly and waste to stop and think of sacrifice, courage and love. But I feel only sorrow for those who never see the light of heaven in another's tear, nor hear the brush of angel wings when men and women fly to their neighbor's aid. If you haven't time in your busy life to turn aside to drink of the brook of human affection, to look deep into the eyes of friendship, to sympathize, to comfort, to taste this strange, sweet and bitter cup of our common fellowship. Then is your heart going dry and thirsty, and becoming a whitened road that knows no wells nor springs. However, there is something in us that calls for draughts at deeper streams than these. Foolish and unlearned we may be, ignorant of the wise conclusions of philosophers who have looked into these things. We have yet through the ages been drinking eagerly at the waters of eternity. In every person there is a thirst after the deep, immeasurable things divine. The deeper the nature of the person, the greater their necessity of drinking often there. The consciousness of the great life that embraces all life, the sense of its nearness to us all, has been a perennial refreshment to all great hearts. To bring our lives into touch with the infinite is to take down its limitations, break its barriers, and give it a sense of infinitude, to lift up our heads in vision of the divinity of our lives and of every life. This world of things is hungry for the life that is more than things, the life of the spirit. That is why so many love to sing of heaven and dream of a fair world peopled by strange and glorious celestial ones. Heaven is nearer than we think. Like the brook by the way, the life of the spirit flows beside this life. Happy they are who drink of its waters, who already enter into eternity, who find strength for this life's way, and work by their contact with the life that is life indeed. There are two ways of viewing the oncoming years. 
as burdens or as opportunities, with fear or with expectation. The days ahead may loom up as a series of unwelcome tasks to be unwillingly done, or as so many invitations to attempt and achieve great things. The difference between these two points of view marks the difference between merely enduring your life and finding life that endures. A wise preacher of long ago caught sight of one of these distinctions that cuts clear through to the roots of things. He said that the sign of old age is when a person is afraid of that which is high. When courage and ambition have gone, old age and decrepitude have entered in, no matter whether you are 18 or 80. They alone have youth. They alone have life before them, who can still catch the vision of the ideal, of that which is high, who can lift up their eyes beyond the horizon of practicalities and precedents, and see the things not yet realized. There are times when we must dream dreams and see visions, when we must feast on noble purposes or die so far as the inner spirit and all that makes real living is concerned. Cherish as the spark of life the aspiration to have and do and be the best. Yes, there will be times when you are tempted to enter into the cold considerations that deaden your aspirations, for how easy it is to submit to the temptation to be content with the condition that involves neither toil nor pain, and how hard it is to realize that this is an invitation to death. Replace that temptation with the thrill of the passion to do some great thing, to give to the world some worthy service, for to do so is to keep the heart young, to defy time, to conquer the years. Whether the coming days shall bend the back with their burdens, or shall nerve and strengthen your life, does not depend on whether they have cares or joys in them, but on whether they find you responsive to the call of noble things. No one can afford to let a pure and lofty impulse die, nor for fear of failure or of ridicule to become afraid or ashamed of their ideals. Living is more than a dull feeding at tables or troughs, more than shelter and sleep. It is growing, climbing, becoming, finding higher levels and seeing yet higher than ever before. Nor is this all there is. The spirit of greatness also finds ample play in daily duties. The success of the year thus does not depend on whether you can do things that shall amaze others today, or make your name known forever, but upon whether into all the things you do, lowly, humdrum, commonplace as they may seem to be, the daily duties of home, shop, or office, there shall enter the great and high motive. This is what we all need the high vision of the lowly things, the knowledge that the least piece of work is an essential part of the service to the whole universe. It is not place nor authority nor wage that makes the work high or low, 
It is the spirit of the service, and the part it plays in the world's great business of perfecting humanity. Would you like to ward off old age? Then cherish vitality and give value to your days. Seek the things that are above, the life that serves some worthy end. We are young as long as our heart leaps responsive to a noble call. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Transform your life in 30 days with our Majesty Meditation Program. Our unique auto-suggestion sound method meditation will help you achieve success in every area of your personal and professional life. Learn more at livinghour.org majesty. To get 30% off the $11.99 purchase price, Use the coupon code INSPIRATION. Thanks for listening. Look forward to talking with you next time.